0: Hello and welcome to Pricing Strategies. It's episode 37 of the American Coin-Op Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Bags. A self-service laundry success is tied closely to its vend pricing structure, but how do you pinpoint the factors that signal when it's time to raise those prices? Joining me to discuss pricing strategies today is Russ Arbuckle, president of distributor Wholesale Commercial Laundry Equipment Southeast, based in Southside, Alabama. Russ has personally helped develop more than 500 self-service laundries and countless on-premise facilities through the years. He began his career servicing domestic laundry equipment and quickly expanded his expertise to include commercial service, sales, store design, and marketing. Committed to meeting customer needs, Russ owns two self-service laundries himself. Hi, Russ. Thank you for being my guest this month on the American Coin-Op podcast. Good morning, Bruce. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: Upon what criteria should a laundry owner base his or her wash and dry in prices?
1: There are a few things that they need to include in their decision-making process on the pricing structure. Obviously, I think one of the most obvious ones is the understanding the competitive market. Not that that is the the end-all, be-all. I think it's just good information to have. You know, certainly we don't want uh, our customers to undercut their competitors. That doesn't do anybody any good. You know, creating price wars benefits customers, utility companies, and landlords, but not necessarily store owners. So the other thing that that I talk about, and especially with new stores, uh, is understanding your pricing structure as it relates to your pro forma. You know, that's what we're basing decisions on relative to opening a new store. And and even down the road, using that information to look at your price structure versus your, your operating costs. It's always good to take a look back at that pro forma and make those adjustments relative to your operating costs, and then see where that leaves you relative to pricing structure.
0: You touched on uh, competitive pricing or the competitive market. How important is it for an owner to know and track their competitor's pricing you know, Bruce,
1: I, the, the gentleman that got me into this business a long time ago, um, 34 years to be exact, uh, you know, he said, understand your competitor, but don't worry about your competitor. The time you spend worrying about your competitor is less time you're spending worrying about what you're doing. So understanding where your competitors are from a price standpoint is good knowledge to have. Uh, I don't use that as uh, the end all be all when it comes to my pricing structures.
0: A follow-up question to that. How can a store owner respond, or should a store owner respond, if a competitor undercuts his or her prices for similar service?
1: We're talking about getting into a price war that benefits no store owners ever. You know, what I discuss with customers when they get into that situation, um, you know, what is your store like compared to them? Are they a full-service store, fully attended, wash, dry, fold? Do they do dry cleaning drop-off? Um, is your store newer, brighter, cleaner? Um, you know, your attendance, better service-oriented. Those are the things that that we look at and say, look, don't get into the price board with the guy down the street that doesn't have your cost structure.
0: Is there a formula available based on load capacity, utilities cost, you know, the types of goods washed, et cetera, to easily calculate what a laundry should be charging, or? Are there just too many variables at play?
1: Well, I, obviously a ton of variables when we're talking about sizes and utility costs and even and down to the material that we're laundering. You know, a heavy terry load is going to take more water than a polycotton load. So certainly some variables that you just really can't get a good grip on. So again, I go back to the pro forma. Uh, we use a very detailed one that uses real world utility consumption relative to water usage, electrical, et cetera. To me, that's the best way to figure out do, what does my pricing need to be at in order for this store to be profitable. If I know what my utilities are and what my usages are, this proform is now going to tell me, okay, at, at this price point, uh, you're even. At this price point, you're 10% profit, you're 15, et cetera, et cetera. So to me, that's really the best way to figure that out.
0: Is there a time of month or a season of the year when it's best for a store owner to implement a price change?
1: I I, I don't know that there's a particular time of the month, year, or, or or season to do that. I know in my case, and and this is what I preach to my customers. You know, especially if you're building a new store or you've got a store that you built three or four or five years ago. You know, what we do with our operations. You know, we go back and we look at. Uh, what our operating costs were at the same time last year, typically on the anniversary of the opening. And then we're going to plug our numbers in with what our operating costs are now. And that's when we need to be raising prices. If we're seeing uh, you know, increased costs to operate, then you know now's the time to raise those prices. It's always been the hardest thing to get across in this industry is, look, you can't just keep charging the same thing year after year. You know, but unfortunately, the the fear of chasing customers away has sometimes taken over store owners' thought process. I think, you know, the best thing you can do is do an annual review. And then also, if you're doing any type of upgrades, we're painting, we're putting in new lighting, maybe new equipment, maybe even an expansion or some new services, you know, that's the best time to really to do the price increase. Uh, the customers see you investing capital in your business, and you're just not going to get any pushback.
0: Right. They're they're more willing to accept an increase when they see the work you've done and the fact that you're trying to support them by improving your business. Absolutely. Should a store owner alert customers in advance before changing prices? Should they publicize price increases at all?
1: Does your supermarket, your convenience store, your gas station tell you when they're raising prices? I think it's a mistake. If you're not giving them notice, the first time they're going to notice when they come in the store and, you know, the price went up, but they're really not going to push back. You know, when you give them the opportunity, like, hey, we're raising prices next week. Well, you know, now you've got a week's worth of customers complaining about that. I've never done it. I I don't recommend it to be done. I don't know of any other business that does it. Yeah, I I, I would say absolutely not.
0: Uh, Let's talk about technology. Um, Today's advanced equipment controls and payment systems have given store owners great flexibility in setting prices. How has this technology influenced wash and dry vend pricing?
1: One of the biggest things, at least in my opinion, is the the ability to charge more or less uh, for different cycles. You know, for years, uh, the customer using hot water for a, call it a $3 washer, just for the sake of argument, um, it costs you more to provide that service to that customer than it did to the customer coming up next that's using Cold War. You know, the ability to now charge more for something that costs us as operators more is, uh, to me, that's that's great. And then the other thing that the technology allows us nowadays is to have extra options. We can give you an extended wash or additional wash and rinse cycles. Here's what it's going to cost, and let the customer make that decision. And I can tell you through my customers and and our operations, our extra options uh, are averaging 30% plus. 30% of our customers are spending an extra quarter or an extra 50 cents up to 75 cents on the larger machines to get that extra rinse or that extended watch time. The ability to be able to do all of that flexibility is amazing. And then of course, payment systems, you know, when you're not dealing with a hybrid system where you're still accepting coins, you know now they have the ability to go up in penny increments. You know they could bump it up a few pennies at a time every couple of months, and nobody's really going to notice. Yeah, the technology has certainly uh, been a big boon for for operators that are that are willing to use it.
0: Let's talk about promotions. I mean, if you're you offer a price, at some point you're probably well, not probably, you might want to offer a special of some kind. Uh, perhaps to get customers in your store during the less uh, busy times. But what type of pricing promotions do you think that customers favor most?
1: You know, it's funny, that was probably my lead response to that was the, you know, off day uh, pricing, Uh, you know, to be able to shift some of those customers on the busy days to the off days. And I think they enjoy that because they get to save a little bit of money. Um, And then the store owner gets the can see more uh, other customers through on those busy weekends. You know, that, that to me is probably one of the biggest ones. Uh, and, and me, like many others in the, in this industry, hate free dry uh, you know, the, the, the people that start that, you know, I, I, I talked to a lot of people over the years and what most people don't understand or realize you are not going to put the guy down the street out of business. He's just not, mm-hmm. I mean, he's got, hundreds of thousands of dollars, even if it was invested years ago, he still has a lot of money tied up into that location. So by you either dropping washer price or going free dry, you're not going to impact your competitors that much. One of the promotions that we do for for grand openings, or even uh, we've done them for a thank you to our customers at Christmas time, we'll do a free wash day. And you know, everybody says, Oh, my God, you're giving away all that. But The reality is, when you look at the cost of the water, electric, sewer, and and some gas on the hot, it really isn't that expensive to do a free wash day. And certainly that's going to pull people into your store.
0: What's the one mistake? You've been doing this a long time, Russ. What's the one mistake that you see self service laundry owners make most often when they're establishing their VIN prices?
1: Trying to follow the leader relative to the market. You know, I just I, I don't understand that. I want I want our customers to be the price leaders in the market, and especially if it's a new store or a rehab, you know you you need to be uh, the guy at the front of the line relative to price levels. You know, you're not the discount down and dirty uh, discount store, merchandise laying all over the place. You know, you've got a modern, clean store that that deserves to get paid a, a, a reasonable vend price. That, yeah, the biggest mistake I see is when they, they're afraid to be that price leader and they'll say, well, you know, the guy down the street is $4 for, for this particular size machine and I got to be the same or maybe even less. No, 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 no. First of all, that guy's machines are 10 years old or 12 years old, whatever that number is. So I've I've always felt like you need to be the guy up front. And if you provide the service, the atmosphere, the equipment that they want when they want it, you can be the price leader, and it's not going to be a problem.
0: We've talked about a lot of different aspects of pricing strategies today. Is there anything else you'd like to add about self-service laundry pricing that we haven't talked about?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, historically, we all know that store owners have been very reluctant to raise prices. Uh, you know, I talked a little bit earlier about using the the pro forma we uh, we put together when we're doing a new store or even a rehab. I just had one uh, store owner, just a washer rehab. We didn't do the dryers, but we replaced all his washers. And when we were talking about getting this deal done, uh, what nicks we were going to use. And, you know, obviously then pricing came up and and his prices were significantly lower than they should have been on the old equipment. And I asked him, I said, well, you know, when was the last time you raised the price? And he said, I never raised the price. I opened you know, 12 years ago and I never raised the price. Tell me one thing you can buy today for the same price that you paid 12 years ago. Right. There isn't anything. And I'll tell you one other thing we do too, Bruce, when we're looking at those uh, issues, not just the pro forma, but the demographics as well. Because I don't think most store owners have a really good concept or grasp of uh, what their customer base could be. This is really the way you need to go about figuring out what your pricing structure should be. And, and again, strategy, don't be the low price guy.
0: <laughs> be the leader, right? Yeah, be the leader. Absolutely.
1: Uh, don't be that guy.
0: Russ Arbuckle is president of Wholesale Commercial Laundry Equipment Southeast based in Southside, Alabama. Thank you for being my guest today on the American on podcast.
1: Again, Bruce, thank you for having me. I thoroughly enjoyed
0: it. The American Coin-Op Podcast is a production of American Trade Magazine's LLC Chicago. Music is written by Nazar Ryback and provided by Hook Sounds. Our podcasts are available free at our website, AmericanCoinOp.com. And you can consult The Wire, our weekly e-newsletter, to learn about future episodes. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to stay informed about the podcasts, along with news and information from around the industry. For the American Coin-Op Podcast, this is Bruce Beggs saying your cycle is up.